bro, 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 Daniel Bryan is the 9-11 of WrestleMania 30. <laughs> it's a joke, right? But out of context, that shit sounds terrible. Heel Nakamura is best for business. The uh, Nutcracker Prince or whatever you want to call him. I'm, <laughs> all, ab- I'm all about That's it. T-shirt. Well, he was right about this. Well, of course he was, man. He also predicted three other things to happen with that same prediction. Like... Bro, 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 bro. Say hello to the bald guy. And bow down to your chin. This is Drive-By. Welcome, welcome. I am Mike Marcus. He is Mike Boris. And we are the Mikes on Mikes. It's shake-up time, Mike. It is. And it, it's, it's been interesting, and we definitely have a lot of things to discuss about this past week that was professional wrestling, but I know that we definitely need to take this time to get in that DeLorean, spin around, and take us back to last week on Drive-By. What did I just say? This sucker's electrical. But I need a nuclear reaction to, to generate the 1.21 gigawatts of electricity. 1.21 gigawatts! What the hell is a gigawatt? All right, Mike. Last week on Drive-By, we definitely bro, bro, had some issues bro. with equipment, and we actually lost about 25, maybe 30 minutes of the whole show. I think it's best to take this time to... Maybe just hit on some of the points that we wanted to hit on from last week. Uh, This was the fallout from WrestleMania and WrestleMania and all that fun stuff. In the middle of the show, we were kind of talking about the negative fan reaction to what was, quite frankly, one of the best WrestleManias I can remember seeing in recent history. Possibly a top five WrestleMania. And, in my opinion, a pretty good broad SmackDown after Mania. So... We'll just kind of round out some of these points that uh, we had made, Mike. And one is the length of WrestleMania. People complain that it's too long, but then they complain when there's people not on the show. One of the reasons that Mania is as long as it is is so that they can get as many superstars on the show as possible so they can get that bigger payday. So my question to you is, what, what do people want? One or the other, right? Um... If you fuck with Quaker granola bars, I highly recommend um, fucking with the 25% less sugar ones. They taste more granola, more granola-y, and it's fucking spectacular. Anyway, no one's ever going to be happy. You can't make anybody happy anymore in wrestling. Like, it's just, it's a non-existent thing. Everybody's a pussy. I mean, yeah, that's pretty spot on. You and know, I'm like, can... I'm legit. Like, I'm talking about you and me too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they complain about the length, and then they complain about, uh, you know, I can't believe they kept so and so off the card. You, you can't have it both ways. So, I mean, it's WrestleMania. If there's ever an event that should be long, it's uh, an event that has the name a name like WrestleMania. 
they were also irritated about the night after. Mad uh, that they didn't get the full match, the the champion versus champion match that was suggested by the new Universal Champion and the new WWE Champion, and uh, they were mad that there was an interruption. And my whole thing is, guys, come on. Nobody actually wanted to see either one of them lose, so we did the pro wrestling thing, we had an interruption, and had the match not take place, so maybe that's something we see down the road later, it probably won't be, there's no unification, they haven't unified the women's titles, guys, so calm down, uh, they did the pro wrestling thing that they need to do, and they are going to move on from it and come back from it. To it if they need. I'd like to step back to the last topic real fast because I got like one closing thought. Sure. I would be a-okay with it being shorter and with not everyone being on it because, um, you know, just be better. Like it used to be back in the day, like it was the top guys. It was WrestleMania. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yep. it was the top stories. And now it's just like a fucking participation participation trophy. <laughs> and I hate that so much. Like, just let's knock it back to three, four hours, man. And, you know, only the top 50% get on. I'm sorry, Mojo Raleigh. Shit happens, man. Like, I'm <laughs> Like, I'm sorry, bud. It is what it is. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And no. I mean, I don't hate the length. Uh, it is It is a long show, but I enjoyed every part of this year. I, yeah, yet. man, I like the experience, but, like, could it be shorter? Sure. Sure. We can knock the whole thing down to five hours, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'd be okay with that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, two other points that I just want to bring up from last week that we missed was Sami Zayn's hold promo. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't get to oh. talk about uh, people being upset with the title unification? Sure, go for it. I don't have anything to say. Just chill out, motherfuckers. This is wrestling. <laughs> it's not the end of the world. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm starting to realize with wrestling here lately. Like, look, people, I got promoted at work, so right? So I got, like, 50 employees now, right? And, like, 37-ish of them are just, like, the biggest shitbags in the world. And, um, <laughs> like, I'm starting to realize, like, I'm looking at, they're, they're all a bunch of fucking pussies. They leave early. They're, like, they do fucking fuckboy shit. Like, just shit you know you're supposed to do, and they just don't fucking do it. And it's, like, I've realized uh, that they're a bunch of pussies, right? And the worst part about, like, getting moved into management is that I can't just call people pussies anymore at work. Like, like three weeks ago, I called people pussies all the time at work. Now, I can't. There was another manager there, and he pulled me aside, and he was, when he found out I got promoted, and he's like, look, man, I'm going to tell you, one of the worst parts about getting promoted is that you can't call people pussies in their face anymore because he's like me, right? So, like, now I'm like, I've really been, like, because my two main things in life at this point now are this job, because, like, I spend an enormous amount of time at work now, and uh, wrestling, because for the sake of, and, you know, mostly because of this podcast, that's really all I have time for, and that's what I'm keeping up on. Like, if I did yep. a comic book podcast, I probably wouldn't even be fucking watching wrestling anymore. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, um, yes, you would. I would, but it would be, like, it would fall to the side like comics have. I'm like... 
weeks behind on comics. But I would be like weeks behind on wrestling. You know what I mean? Except wrestling's yep. different. You find that information out. Fuck whatever. I can comic spoilers don't get blown in your face like that. Anyway, so like my two worlds of work and wrestling are now starting to like crisscross because it's all I've got: work, wrestling, and my wife. And I don't even see her Tuesday through Friday. Um. So I'm starting to see these like comparisons and it's like man like just being around all these pussies all damn day has made me like and now when i look at like facebook or internet twitter or something i'm just like wrestling fans are fucking pussies man they're like the biggest fucking pussiest fucking fans of anything ever in the world like like Man, you fucking had a match, but then they didn't have the match, and they had a different match. Well, fucking whine about it some more, you fucking pussies. That fucking promo Hunter gave two years ago when he came out and was like, "Then we get on the internet." It's fucking spot on. He should have said pussies in that. Motherfuckers, you pussies. I've had it with all of you. Yeah, and it, that goes into one of the other points that I was going to bring up from last week, which is Sami Zayn's promo and how spot on it was and how I called it my spirit animal because it's exactly the same way I feel. And Spot you know, on, spot on. Is he talking about us two? Probably a little bit, but... But we're not pussies, we, man. We, like... Well, we, we try we, to be the voice of reason. We, we literally will, like, break down... A fucking, uh, something we don't like later in the show. And we get to the heart of the matter and figure out what the real problem we have with it is. And sometimes right. we realize that we should just move past it. Uh, yep. later in the show, I, I will talk to you about why we should move past some things. Um, <laughs> maybe I convince you, maybe I don't. And to wrap up, uh, to wrap this segment up, Mike, yeah, I just saw a lot of talk about how much better NXT TakeOver was in WrestleMania. And while I don't disagree with that in one way, the thing that you have to remember, and I think the thing that all wrestling fans need to remember that watch both main roster and NXT is you can't compare Apple to Oranges, man. It's two different styles. It, it's... NXTs are shorter, more concise. There, there's less stars. There's more. There's more story because they have a longer time to build these things, and you're never gonna be able to compare the two on on a on a match for match, card for card. Like it, they're just too different. So if you're gonna compare a main uh, a main roster big show to an NXT takeover. You're never going to be completely satisfied with the main show because they just can't do the same things. The thing you need to remember, there's a cop coming down my street. This is going to be real funny if he fucking stops and gets out like he did last time. I'm going to rip his fucking head off. Okay, keep driving. <laughs> um, uh, it's like this motherfucker will get out and come up in my window and ask me what I'm doing while I'm sitting in my car. That motherfucker, I'm sitting in my car eating a piece of pizza. He'll be like, oh, well, I thought someone was stealing it. And I'm like, really? A thief sits in here with the dome light on? And the car just running? And eating a piece of pizza? And he's like, let me see your ID. And I'm like, let me see your fucking ID. Anyway, the thing you have to remember is you don't own pro wrestling. Flat out. You don't own pro wrestling. 
um, you don't own Star Wars, if you're one of those little fucking douches that gets on the internet and is like, oh, it's a girl, oh, it's a girl, oh, they took the thing from my childhood, and it's not, and it's different, no shit, man, because it's made for fucking children, you don't own this shit, nothing you love, you don't own, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you love a fucking cartoon that came out 30 years ago that's based on an ultraviolet, ultraviolet comic book, so, like, the thing you love isn't even, like, the thing that it should be. Like, this is what I'm saying, man. Like, you don't own these things. The things that you're a fan of, you don't own. You don't possess the rights to. Nothing, man. Like, nothing. The shit does not belong to you. As we've said numerous times, it's the needy wrestling fan. Mike, I love it when you're fired up after a long night of work. This... It's been last week on Drive-By. All right, Mike, it's superstar shake-up time. And I think we just need to go over a little bit of this uh, to get the show started off right. So we have a few uh, shifts. Do you have the list I sent you? Yeah, I got it. Let me pull it up here. Go for it, Mike. Who we got going to Raw? Going to Raw, we got... The phenomenal one, AJ Styles. We've got The Miz, Ricochet, Alistair Black, The War Raiders, Andrade, uh, and Zelina Vega, Rey Mysterio, The Usos, Naomi, EC3, Lacey Evans, Eric Young, and Cedric Alexander. And moving over to SmackDown, we have... Roman Reigns, Finn Balor, Elias, Bailey. Ember Moon, Kyrie Zane, Lars Sullivan, Buddy Murphy, Liv Morgan, Chad Gable, which I didn't even know until I saw this list, Apollo <laughs> Crews, and Mickey James. Like, when I was reading this, when you sent it to me, I was like, damn, Chad Gable? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we had some teams split up. Uh, Boston Hug split up. <laughs> we'll get on that later. Uh, uh, the Glorious Ones split up. And, uh, you know, we had some teams coming up. Like War Raiders, uh, we get I guess a permanent spot for Ricochet House or Black now. So a lot of big things. Um, what stands out for you the most? Because I have one, and I think I actually think it's the same one that you have. But I think Finn is probably going to be a big benefiter of this shakeup. When he came out, I told you this already. Like when he came out. My first thought was, this dude's WWF champion by the end of the year. Yeah, and I agree with that, especially, I mean, clearly you have Roman who's going to be in that title picture too, and I'm okay with that. He should be there. Uh, I just think you have a lot of stories to tell. thought with Roman, and you know, this is just like a possibility. I'm just fantasy booking, Uh, just shooting shit at the wall. They would be wise to hold him off on pursuing the title until at least October. Yeah, I can see that. Because if you throw him right into it, it's gonna, it, it doesn't change anything. The dude came back with a shit ton of goodwill. Did you hear the pop when he came out on Tuesday? Yep. Holy crap, you can't, dude's over. Dude's over. Oh, like, yeah. you can't, like, he's, there's no more, he gets booed, blah, blah, blah. 
dude's over. His personality's starting to come through more and more, especially since he's come back. He's really starting to show us Joe. And, um, I don't think it would be smart to just, like, immediately put him in the title picture. You could have Finn drop the IC title, because something's going to happen with these. Word is Samoa Joe's on Raw. Which makes sense since Finn's on uh, but, SmackDown now. But he couldn't, like, he was there Monday. Meltzer, but was physically but ill. was physically ill, yeah. So, yep. uh, they should have maybe announced that. I'm guessing at the next pay-per-view something happens, you know. We'll figure something out on one of these titles. He'll, he'll be on Raw Monday if, you know, he's yeah, able to go. Yeah, they could even do that, man. He just shows up on Raw Monday. Fuck it. Um, but I think it would be wise to, like, let that goodwill carry Roman through the summer with some, uh, you know, good feud against, I don't know, Bray Wyatt. Maybe they've done that before, but, you know, I'm just shooting names. Um, Elias, obviously, they're going to have something going on, maybe. Yeah, it seems that way. So, uh, you could let him run through the summer with some other things. Give Finn a nice push with the title. And then, you know, move Roman into the picture in the later half of the year. Just in time to get that next WrestleMania main event, right? Yeah, well, he's not missing two in a row, bro. No, he isn't. He isn't. Uh, I definitely think the other thing that stood out, and I know this is what you wanted to talk about a lot, was the almost lopsidedness of the the women's division now on SmackDown and how much they've shifted over there. Um, well, it's interesting because I didn't see SmackDown getting any tag teams. Yeah, it, they did kind of almost gut that division. We've got the New Day, I guess, still. Um, but Biggie's out. But Biggie's out. We've got... we got rumors that Sheamus might be done sooner rather than later. We've got... Sanity's broke up. Well, they could still be a team. They just took Eric Young. They took Eric Young, but... Uh, Let's face facts, he's the good one. Uh, yeah, and Alexander Wolf uh, tweeted a goodbye to WWE, which some people speculate he's still under contract. Maybe he's going back to NXT, which I don't think is a bad thing. Uh, all the Sandy members basically tweeted out, rest in peace, Sandy. So okay, so it, Sandy's it, done. Yeah. It seems that way. Okay. So, we've also got... Yeah. <laughs> well, we got the Hardy Boys as the champs. We got that. <laughs> we got the clones over there. We got the Good Brothers over there. The Good Brothers uh, don't exist anymore. Like, come on, they're done. Yeah, I know. They're done. I know. They're done. I know. They're done. It it is interesting I'm, the tag team division on SmackDown went from Loaded to Rusev and uh, Nakamura and the Hardys. And, you know, like I said, if the bar, if Sheamus can't go, I enjoy them a ton as a tag team. So it'll be interesting to see how that affects uh, Cesaro. But it, it definitely felt, you know, 
felt weird on that side, but it felt heavy on the women's side. You know, you got Bailey over there, you got Ever Moon over there. Uh, I don't Charlotte, think... Charlotte's still on SmackDown. Kyrie Zane yeah, but... comes up to form a team with Oscar. Uh, I don't even think it was like made them lopsided in comparison to each other. I think it just made SmackDown better than like we got three chicks and then Carmella and a bunch of other people. Right. Yeah, that's fair. That's a it fair just assessment. made it a competitive division. And I don't think it and did that with like destroying Raw. They've obviously got a strong build for Lacey Evans going. Um Yeah. So, I mean, I think they were maybe Sasha, uh, we'll talk about that later. Um, yes, we will. Maybe she's there. Um, I don't think they were counting on Nia Jax going down like she did. All right. So I think that there were some things that they didn't necessarily count on happening, but um, I guess, yeah, SmackDown is overall probably the stronger division now. Just top to bottom. I mean, Naomi goes over there. She's not, I mean, I'm just not a fan. She's hella athletic, and I just, I just, I don't know why. I'm not a fan. I'm just not. Well, and here's the other thing, too, Mike. You know, Ronda's out right now. If Ronda comes back, it immediately, you know, takes the Raw women's roster back up to the big time, I guess. Um, That said, she's not there. Becky is a dual champ, so she has both titles, but is pretty much being promoted as a SmackDown superstar. Uh, she's on the new uh, SmackDown promo screen for USA. So I guess, you know, it all depends on where she lands, but it sounds like she'll be on SmackDown, so I would assume she loses this Raw title sooner rather than later. Um, which I have a I have a fun way to do that because everything that they've kind of said or led us to believe, you know, this match at Money in the Bank with Lacey Evans who beat Natalia on Monday is for the Raw Women's Championship. So it sounds like she's going to defend these belts individually, which I'm totally good with. Uh, if we're not unifying them, then that makes the most sense. And I think if you really want to keep Becky strong, and I don't think you do it yet, but I think what you really should do is have a situation where two different women on a two different shows both earn a title shot. So she has to defend both titles in the same night as part of being Becky Two Belts. And if you want to keep the SmackDown title on her, then you do that match first. She wins. And then by the second match, you know, she's one, she's tired. Two, you can send out the person who she beat for the SmackDown title to cause a distraction, to interfere, to do whatever, to give a not-so-clean win to whoever wins that Raw championship. And then Becky still looks strong, she still has a title, she's still a champion, and it all works out for the best, right? Yeah, I've got a, an idea, too, for it. I like your idea, though, better than mine now, I think. <laughs> That's okay. Let's hear yours. You do a triple threat match. I like they both. Uh, each a woman on each show earns a title shot, right? 
Yeah. Um, it turns into a triple threat. Say it's Charlotte and Lacey Evans, right? Charlotte gets a pinfall. Doesn't matter who she pins, Lacey or Becky. She wins uh-huh. the SmackDown title. Yep. Lacey gets a pinfall, either Charlotte or Becky. She gets the Raw title. Becky raw. gets a, Becky gets a pinfall. She retains both titles. Charlotte can pin Lacey. Becky still looks strong. Yeah. Charlotte, see, no. Charlotte's the SmackDown champion. Becky's the Raw champion. Off we go. Yeah, and that makes sense. That actually, that makes way more sense. See, that was kind of the rumor we heard for this going into Mania with two champions versus Becky. Doing it like this in this situation where someone already has both belts makes way more sense. And I think that's another good scenario and a a good way that uh, this could play out. It'll be interesting to see. Um, But that being said, that would almost have to be a handicap match because uh, I guess not. It's see, no, because anybody, anybody, everybody benefits from a pin. doesn't matter who gets pinned. It does show that maybe they muddied the waters just a little bit with this. That being said, I enjoy what Becky's doing. I enjoy the Becky two belts. I enjoy the way that they are thus far handling this situation. And clearly they have a ton of faith in this woman if they're going to do this. And I'm all for it. Uh, as far as the shakeup, Mike, and we already said, it seems to us at least, that Finn's going to be, you know... Possibly rocket strap, possibly taken to another level. Is there anyone else you think that's going to benefit, you know, be a bigger benefit from the shakeup than what they were in the position they were on the show they were currently on? I'd like to say Andrade, but it doesn't matter. I, no, that, was, that dude puts on probably the best week-to-week matches that are on WWE, like, main roster programming. Like, he's like, uh, other than AJ Styles... There aren't a lot of guys that are like more consistently fantastic in the ring, and nobody cares. Nobody yeah, it's, cares. It's pretty nobody gives a shit. And um, so I, it's I like when he first came out, I was like, "This is good for him," and then I was like, and then nobody cheered, and I was like, "Nope, it's the same thing." Um, After he had a fantastic match with Balor. Yeah, I know. I think the Usos are gonna like do great things in this tag division. Ah, the Usos are the best tag team in the world. They Don't really are. Me. They're going to do amazing things in this division. Uh, Ricochet and Aleister Black obviously have huge futures. I don't think it mattered where they ended up. Um, it'll be interesting to see how the Miz slots into things. I don't think that this is going to do anything to change his position in the company. Um... Elias, he's going to get that mid-card title, I predicted. Yeah, I mean, they got to do something with him. He's almost that shit-or-get-off-the-pot territory. I, I don't think he needs it. I just, and I enjoy his entertainment value. I just think he's one of those guys who would actually benefit from a title being around his waist. Yeah. Rather, the title will do more for him than he will do for the title, and I don't think that's always a bad thing. No, not necessarily. And then there's a couple outliers. Lars Sullivan, I'm still not sold on. Um, Buddy Murphy, I think if he can... I think if the what he does in the ring... 
Look, man, he's got a real chance of being another um, Andrade, right? Yeah. So that worries me. Um, <laughs> but I think um, Liv Morgan, um, it, as a solo, SmackDown takes chances with their women's champions. Yes, they so do. So that's a good look for Liv Morgan, especially since she's not been paired as a tag team, I don't believe. Chad Gable, let's see what you can do, bud. Apollo Crews, nothing's going to change for you, man. It is what it is, dude. I'm sorry. Just leave and go somewhere else and be good. <laughs> Mickey James, she knows what she is and where she stands. Cedric Alexander, uh, it'd be dope to see him catch on, but, um, you know, we'll see. And then I don't really think anybody. Naomi, she'll probably win a title here or there somewhere along the line. Yeah, more than likely. Nothing changes for EC3. Yeah, which is a shame, but at the same time, I'm not going to lose sleep over it. So I guess overall we'll wrap this up, Mike, and we'll just do a real simple thumbs up or thumbs down on the shakeup and the way they move these stars. Thumbs up. Overall, it's a thumbs up. There's some things I would have liked to have seen different. They probably could have put Aleister Black on SmackDown. Like yeah, the, those I, guys I, don't need to be a tag team. They're they not gonna don't. Be a, they're not going to be a tag team long. We all know that. I don't think so. But to be fair, the more I see them, the more they grow on me as a tag. Oh, team. as a tag team, they're phenomenal. I don't hate it. I I I like them as a team. I love them as a team. I just think that you could have put Aleister Black on SmackDown, and he could be a franchise player over there immediately. As could yep. Ricochet immediately yep. right now. But you know, whatever. Um. It'll be interesting to see what happens with this tag team with the War Raiders, the Usos, uh, Ricochet and Black, just the Revival. That's that's a stacked division over there now. Yeah, it truly seems to be. And we heard the rumors that after Mania, the tag team tag team thing's going to be heating up. So I guess uh, I guess it's a kind of a wait and see. It, it looks as though Raw's going to be the strong tag team show, so I guess we'll see where we go from here. Guys, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to get a little bit more into uh, some of the fallout from this shakeup, specifically something that, take a wild guess, Mike, pissed a lot of people off. Oh, shocker, fucking pussies. <laughs> Hang tight, guys. We'll be right back. Portion Bart on a superstar shakeup of the Super Short Report. That's right, guys. This one was a good one this year. I liked it. Two massive stars switching brands. AJ Styles heading to Raw and the Big Dog. Do not do it. I will do it. You are not allowed. The biggest of massive dogs is bringing his enormous yard to the SmackDown. That's for sure. It's going to be great on Friday nights. That's right. SmackDown is going to be on Friday nights when it moves to Fox. It's going to be amazing. And also, we had AJ Styles. He went to Raw. I never thought it would happen. I really never did. I mean, now I did. But before AJ Styles was in TNA, I never thought we'd see him on Monday Night Raw. And now we got him. And it is going to be super awesome. It is. He is a fantastic star. There is one thing I want to say about this week that I hated more than anything I could ever imagine to hate. It's the War Raiders, isn't it? Yes, it is. 
The massive war raiders have their name changed to the horrible biking experience. That does not even make sense. It is a horrible name. It is bad. It is so, so bad. That is right. So I had to do some research on the Vince McMahon and why he would do such a thing. And they came up with a very scary thing. You did research on Vince McMahon and you came up with something scary. Imagine that, but, uh... Why, Boris? Why are you doing weird stuff? Well, it is because I am so mad about the biking experience. They should not be named that. That is the worst name. Anyways, I found this. This is a hot, breaking news story from the desk of Vince McMahon himself. Whoa, this is a lie. I don't believe it. Don't shut your mouth. I do not tell us fans. My fans. This is a lie. This is very true. He was going to call Tito Santana and Tim Smith. Tim Smith! That is a lie! No, it's not. Shut your mouth. Tim Smith is the new name of Tito Santana. And the name of Kimola will now be Tom Wellington. Dude, what are you... Shut up, man! These are the kind of horrible names they should now have because Vince likes to change the names. How about your favorite star, the greasy Bret Hart? He should now be called the Bret Hartman, the master debater. Guys, thanks for having us. It's a super short report. I'm Bart. And Bret Hart is the master debater, the king of debates. That's for sure. Good day. Vince, change the names back, please, for the love of God. Mike, they're called War Machine. Oh. I mean, okay. It's a terrible name, right? <laughs> like, I'm as not gonna... far as terrible names go, I had settled on the War Raiders as being the the make good for the. We can't name you after a one Marvel comic character and two, an MMA fighter who beat the living dog shit almost to death out of his porn star girlfriend. Christy Mack. Christy Mack. So I, to- I totally understood that part of the name change on the NXT side. I- and I was cool with it. Look, okay. I really um, did some thinking about this. As I was on my way home from work, um, I was listening to the New Age Insiders podcast. Always, always. I, you know, I, I don't think a month goes by, not a time that we mention these guys where we don't say uh, they're the gold standard for what we do, uh, what we're yes, trying. Yes, I would to agree. Do. They do exact. They're exactly what we want to be. Yes. And I, I highly value their opinion to the point that sometimes, like, I can't listen to their show before we record because, like, yes. their opinions will overtake my opinions. But I was driving home, right? So it, it's well known if you listen to the show that they are friends with Todd Warbeard Hansen. Uh, I'm not sure which one he is now, if he's 
uh, Eric or Evar, whichever. He's, he's Evar. Evar. Okay. Eric. Eric is the is the man formerly known as Raymond Rowe. Yeah. Okay. So if you're not familiar with their new names yet, Todd Warbeard Hansen is the big one. He's the super. He's the Shawn Michaels to the Marty Jannetty. And that's no disrespect to Raymond Rowe, because Raymond Rowe is much better than Marty Jannetty. But Todd Warbeard Hansen is <laughs> Todd Warbeard Hansen is a special talent for a man his size. Oh yeah. 100%. And that's and that's just and Raymond Rowe is amazing. Yeah. So like that's no slight to Raymond Rowe. Maybe Marty Jannetty wasn't maybe like Jeff and Matt Hardy was a better one. I bet I, I think that's a better comparison. Okay. Um so, they got to talking about this. This is how they opened their show, is discussing this this week. And, I, I, and so, like, I'm being real respectful here, because I, I, I respect the hell out of both these guys. But, they said that the name being changed to the Viking Experience, and them getting changed to Eric and Ivar just goes to show that nothing will ever change in this company. <laughs> After the WrestleMania we just had, they're saying that because their friend's name got changed. And it got me to thinking, like, we're all mad because they have a stupid fucking names now, right? Right. Okay, okay. But, like, that doesn't change the fact that they've been stupid fucking Vikings since they debuted in NXT. Which is a very... A very early 80s WWE gimmick anyway. It's the fucking shits. It's the drizzling shits, to quote Bruce <laughs> Pritchard. It's a terrible fucking gimmick. But we were all okay with it because War Raiders is a cool name. They come out and still chant war, right? Uh, so right. it got me to thinking, and everyone complaining about this name, shut the fuck up, you pussies. Like, wrestling fans are the biggest fucking whiniest fucking pussies. And here's the thing, I was on board with this until, like, a half an hour ago when I listened to this and started thinking about it. I shut their show off and just thought in silence for my drive home. And here's the thing, you're all being a bunch of fucking babies. Oh, they changed their name. Oh, no, they ruined them. Bitch, they were Vikings from day one. If you want to be mad about something, be mad about the fact that other than the Young Bucks, the fucking Tongans, and the Briscoes, there was not a more perfectly fucking structured tag team in the world that could be dropped in your laps that didn't need tweaked. And of course, WWE had to tweak them, turn them into fucking Vikings. Be mad about that. But don't be mad about a stupid fucking name, because they've been Vikings from day fucking one, and that's fucking retarded. You might have just changed my whole stance on this, Mike. I mean, really? Like, really? We're mad about a fucking name? Holy well, shit! I, it doesn't think... make them any different of a fucking team. They're not any more Vikings than they were. They're still fucking well, Vikings. It's still if stupid. They, if, <laughs> if they can wrestle their style and wrestle the way that they did on NXT and coming up in Ring of Honor in New Japan... Complain about then... that. If they yeah, make them that, change that, their style and be less of who they are in the ring and who they can be, be mad about that all fucking complaint. day. Yep. That, be mad about yep. that all day. But don't because you fucking the, dare. They're burying them. They're burying them. Motherfucker, motherfuckers, they're going to win the tag titles at the next pay-per-view. 
Like they're burying yeah, them. They're, I, bur- I they're they burying them because are. they gave them a shitty fucking name. Oh my god. Why don't you call Adam Rose and ask him about being fucking buried, okay? <laughs> and I think see for me is bad and, and I still I'm still standing strong on my stance. I will call them the War Raiders from here on out. I will say this once. I think the Viking experience is a god awful name. It does sound like a ride at Six Flags. It sounds like your local, uh, you know, whatever your closest big city is. Uh, Like the History Museum there. Yes. Got a a Viking exhibit where they found, like, a Viking house. And they have, like, a whole exhibit of, like, day-to-day Viking life. And you can walk through, like, a Viking village. That's what it sounds like. Like, you're going to the Viking experience at your local natural history museum here for me in columbus ohio area it's cosi (laughs) yes it is yes it is and i mean i think the actual part of this that made me more irritated was changing the individual's names because to me that doesn't make sense yeah they had solid names man and they didn't like it wasn't, I mean, I know Hanson was Warbeard Hanson, and we took that out in NXT, and Hanson was fine. And I think maybe on the Raymond Rowe, where they were calling him Rowe in NXT, I just wonder if it's like, well, it's too similar to Eric Rowan or Roman Reigns, so we're just going to get rid of all of it. It's just, it's odd no matter how you look at it. Um... Are they buried? I mean, clearly they aren't. They pinned the tag team champions and in turn also beat Aleister Black and Ricochet, who have been lighting up since they came from NXT and started being used on SmackDown and Raw. So, I I mean, I wouldn't worry on that side of it. I did read a story, Mike, that the original name they were going to change them to were the Berserkers. Better name. I think that's a better name. People were like, you know, thinking of the Berserker from WWE, and we're like, oh god, well, at least they didn't do that. I actually think the Berserkers would have been better, but hey, you know, whatever. Uh, I think that it kind of goes into the... It it, it, I, it gets more of an outrage from fans, Mike, because it's just been a thing lately with the name Chops a lot. You know, Ali, the most recent victim of this, uh losing the Mustafa part of his name, you know, Andrade C. and Almas, now being just Andrade. Uh, those ones, I think, usually we forgive over time. You know, I don't have any problem calling Cesaro Cesaro, not Antonio Cesaro, or not saying Alexander Rusev, because both of those names, uh, cut in half, are better names for wrestlers. Yeah, Ali is a, I don't think. I, 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 I like Mustafa Ali as a whole, the name put together. I Same. think though, it, it, it's gonna, it's gonna grow on you, man. You're not even gonna miss it once you, once we get past the, the shock of that name change, if that makes sense. Uh, I also think Andrade Cien almost, even though it's a mouthful, I thought it was like, as far as his character went, I thought it was more fitting. I agree, too. But like I said, it's just one of those things where we get used to that. This was a complete... It was almost like a repackage without a repackage. Does that make sense? Like, we repackaged their names and we kept everything else the same. 
it'd See, be like that's that's the other thing man uh, they said on nai they were like have you ever seen such like a a weird like these dudes were basically repackaged from sunday to monday night and it's like no they weren't they just changed their name they were fucking stupid vikings the whole time <laughs> Like, they literally came out two Saturdays ago, two Vikings banging on drums, and came yes, out with shields, and like, and it was dope, but they were Vikings. Like, guys, it's the same thing with just a different name. Like, they're gonna do dope Viking entrances still. Like, I don't get it. I just don't... I get it, right? Like, it's a dumb name, but like, the whole thing's been stupid since day one. <laughs> and, yeah, and it is. It's like I said. It's like a repackage without a repackage. It'd be like bringing back the exact same character of Bray Wyatt, but calling him like Southern Spook Doctor. You know what I mean? And just going with that without ever mentioning the other name. Yeah. Uh, all they did was just make it super spot on, like like on the nose. Yeah, That's like, it. it was literally like, let's make it the most descriptive name we can to show people and tell people what they are and who they are. I mean, like, imagine if they did that with other, other gimmicks. Like, oh, Apo- that's a, that's a fun, that's like, a fun game. Mike. Like, imagine, like, Apollo Crews is just, like, black guy who smiles real big. Um, and can do a flip. There's always a black guy <laughs> that just, like, comes in and smiles. Like, there's always a super talented black guy they don't ever know how to use, and he's just there to be like a face and smile. Um, and like Daniel Trace, Bryan would just be bearded, angry vegan. Bearded, angry vegan. I feel like that's another thing that we just always need one of. A bearded, angry vegan? Yeah. Undertaker. Like, zombie guy. Uh, zombie dead priest. Here's one. Here's a hard one. The Rock. Arrogant Samoan guy who's funny. <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Austin. Alcoholic redneck with a pr- authority problem. Yep. I mean, we could, we could do this. Just, no. just like, that would be great if that's just what everybody's new names were. Just as, as descriptive as they could be to what their character is, and that's that. Take it or leave it. Yeah. By the way, I saw a fa- I, f- I saw a falling star in my drive home. I meant to tell you that. Oh, earlier. there you go. Did you make a wish? I didn't, man. But like, I thought it was like it made me feel less angry about the world, uh, <laughs> and I thought maybe it was just God being like, "Hey, man, here's this dope thing just for you to see." And I was like, "Oh, cool." It wasn't a shooting star either, man. It was falling. Oh, hey, it might have been just for you, Mike, and it might have been. Uh... To, to keep to, to cool you down and simmer you down and let you uh, kind of just uh, relax into the whole uh, Viking experience, Mike. Look, man, like, I just, I'm just letting it go with this name. It, it's, they, they're stupid Vikings, guys. Like, they've been stupid Vikings since day one. They are Vikings, and they I just, will be just WWE tag champs sooner rather yeah, than later. Yeah, just fucking deal with it. All right, we're going to take a quick break, Mike. And yeah. when we come back, 
We just got to touch a little bit on all of this Sasha drama and just, I guess, give our takes on it. Hang tight. We will be right back. Hey, it's me. Celebrity Bigfoot Hunter Mark Wahlberg. Did you miss me? Ha, I bet you did. Fourth biggest actor in the world. Motherfuckers, of course you missed me. Like I was telling my brother Donnie the other day, I overheard Mr. Forrester over here using the word pussy a lot. And you know what we hate down on the south side of Boston? It's fucking pussies. We don't deal with fucking pussies at all down on the south side of Boston. So why don't you fucking wrestling fans get your fucking heads out of your fucking asses? Quit being such fucking pussies. Ain't that right, Donnie? Yeah, yeah, that's right, Donnie. Shut the fuck up, Donnie. And you shut the fuck up too, you fucking pussy wrestling fans. Like you fucking pussies never would have lasted there in Boston. We'd have had a fucking way with you. And I mean, we literally would have had our way with you. We'd have made love to you. From both both angles and both holes. Mike, you remember the Brady Bunch? It was always Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Yeah, I mean, that chick was... <laughs> she was something else, man. I remember being a big fan of her when I was like 12. Cause the Brady Were Bunch you a was... big fan of Sasha, Sasha, Sasha? You know, uh, in in 2013, she was one of, uh, like, my five best professional wrestlers on the face of the planet. Mm-hmm. Crazy how times change, huh? Yeah. So, I, I wanted to get into this. Uh, a lot of this news broke after we recorded last week. Uh, like, literally directly after this is the, the big bulk of it. Um, so I thought it only fair with some of the more stuff that has come out. And again, we don't have inside sources. We do pay attention to the social media outlets and some of the dirt sheets and this, that, and the other. But uh, Sasha was clearly, you know, gone from WWE television the last two weeks. And uh, Ryan Satin put out a report saying, basically, from multiple sources, he was told that Sasha and Bailey were laying on the floor, vocally protesting losing the tag titles at WrestleMania. They were doing the same thing at the hotel. Go ahead. No, I'm just laughing, man. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, this was now later this week, confirmed by Brad Shepard. Uh, so multiple outlets are now confirming this behavior, uh, and I said on our page, and I, I, I always, you know, I tread lightly with stuff when it's first early reported, especially depending on the source, while, while I'm not a fan of Ryan Satin because he's very hypocritical in some of his views. He's he a douche. Tend- he's a doucher, just say it. He, yes. But he doesn't tend to report stuff unless he's pretty sure on it, so I will at least give him credit on that. So, I, I will say, initially, I was like, oh, oh, Satin's saying it. It, it, it. There's gotta be... He's gotta be getting it from someone he feels he can trust. I'll say that, okay? And, and now that's being confirmed by Brad Shepard. Uh, but I'll still, I'll still phrase it like this. If that, if that whole scenario is true then at this point, I don't care what this woman does, okay? And I know there's people defending her. I know they're saying, well, she was told they're going to get a long tag title reigns, and then they pulled it from them because this and that and the other. Listen, these, and 
get mad all you want. These titles that all of these characters on this fictional television show about a fighting promotion win are props. Okay? Now, you can root for your guy or your girl to have this prop, to be the lead, to be the main character, and I get that. But all of these superstars are characters in a show, and they all have a role to play. And we've said it here numerous times, and a, a, a ton of wrestling podcasts, especially like Bruce Pritchard says it, everybody can't be on top all the time. It just is what it is. Like, first of all, <clears throat> I told you when this story first like came out, I told you right away, I was like, I hope to God this is true. <laughs> because you did. because like the image of two grown women throwing a fucking hissy fit at their place of work is just like wonderful to me listen can I say something this is going to be funny and you're going to understand what I'm saying when I say this yeah. like I literally dated this couple in high school <clears throat> Right. Like, uh, I dated one, but the best friend might have might as well have been there too. You get what I'm saying? And yeah, this is how no. they acted. So to me, it makes my blood boil. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. No, like I'm sure that it drives you fucking up a wall. Uh, <laughs> I've never really like dated a fit thrower, so I can't um, uh, comment on that. I have dated a couple cunts though. Um, well. We all have. Yeah. Um, hold on. Was it the one before your wife? Oh, no, this is... Oh, uh, okay. No, I'm asking the cunt. Oh, oh, well, uh, eh, not, not exactly. I find that in most that cases, if you've got, like, a, like, a, like, a terrible ex, like, the worst one ever, she's always the one right before your wife. That's a fair assessment. I, I mean, you could probably say that in my situation, but, I mean, the worst was worse for other reasons, which we won't get into on this show. Yeah, no, right on. <laughs> anyway, so back to Sasha. I, so I, I'm so glad that they're confirming that this is true, because to me, like, this is wonderful. Uh, this is great. Like, um, I, I'm so glad they act out, because I don't really like either one of them, you know? <laughs> well, so and here's to me, the thing, Mike. I'm, I'm just like, hey, right on. Act like fucking idiots. And here's the thing, and I don't. I'm sure you noticed it. Bailey's getting booed now, like, and I that might be good because she went from no reaction to getting booed. But this has to be stemming from all of this stuff coming out, right? You'd think. And here's here's something I want to throw at you real fast. So they obviously split them up because of. Like, it seems to me they were losing the tag titles because they wanted them to be on separate shows. Uh, that's what I would assume. I would assume. I'm just now, I'm only guessing on this again. Like you just said, we have no inside sources yet. Um, uh -huh. But. Because it's also, also, sorry to cut in, it's also being rumored that that was another thing they were protesting because they were, I guess, kind of told, hey, we're, we're splitting this team up. Okay, so Ronda Rousey's leaving, right? Okay. Becky's going to obviously be on Raw. Charlotte's going to obviously be on SmackDown moving forward, okay? Yep. Okay. 
So Bailey, you just became the de facto number two on a show. And yep. S- and Sasha, because because Bailey because Bailey's not getting paired with anyone, and Oscar's clearly uh, on a tag team, right? Yes. Be- because they're both Japanese. Yeah. Even though, even though one of them was on a tag team that could have just as easily been brought up. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we could have had Oscar. We could have had Oscar as the de facto number two. But Bailey is the number two. Uh, let's flip over to Raw. <clears throat> Assuming Alexa Bliss is still on this show, no Ronda Rousey, and likely not getting Ronda Rousey until twenty twenty. Maybe, if that, yeah. If that, like, yeah. she's confirmed. She's trying to get pregnant. That's yeah, like, if she got pregnant, her she, got, she got pregnant right now. She's not, like, yeah, no. SummerSlam at best? Come on, and she ain't leaving. She's out for at least a year. Yeah. At least a at year. At least, and no, come on, man. You, you got a wife and kids, man. You know, ain't no mom yeah. can, leave, can leave their kid, like. Nope. Three months after the boy. So, she's out. We're probably not seeing her till the end of 2020. Yep. Maybe Mania 2021. Yep. So, Becky's top dog. Ronda's gone. Nia Jax is hurt, which we didn't know, but maybe we did. Sasha, you were the number two, other than Alexa. What the fuck is wrong with you guys? They were they split you up to make you main eventers and you're mad because you can't ride with your buddy in the car no more. Right, and I mean that's kind of my big takeaway from this. Like, I understand that, like they literally, and I don't know how long they had this plan in their head, but if you believe the rumors of Ronda, you know the rumors about Ronda leaving after Mania to focus on trying to have a family came out pretty early. And it came, they came out before these women's tag titles were even uh, a thing, if I'm thinking correctly and getting my timeline right. So you almost have to think like the the execs were thinking ahead, and yet if the plan was to split these two, put one on SmackDown, one on Raw, to strengthen both brands with the with the with the absence of Ronda Rousey, then. They literally threw them a bone by letting them be the first inaugural women's tag team champs. They were like basically saying, and maybe they should have just said it directly to them, and maybe they didn't, but they were basically saying, look, we need you both to be stars for us on separate shows, but we're going to give you this thing that you've wanted for as long as you've been here. Fair. That's exactly what they did. And they're mad about it. And they're mad about it. Like, there's only ever one first, right? Yeah. And, and they are the first women's tag team champs in the WWE. Well, so, I just, you can't ever take that away from them. They're each like a three-time Raw women's champion. Yeah, I, I get so tired of seeing how misused Sasha is on the internet. Like, I understand that she has this character flaw, I guess you would say, that's now built into her where, hey, you can't, you can win the titles, but you can't keep them. But you know what? There's some women on that roster and some men on that roster that would kill to win titles and lose them the next night. You know what? That's as easy as letting her keep it. 
Like that's as easy right? to fix as that. Like you give her like a like a like a six month run with the title. Uh, well, and that's done. That's the other thing too, Mike. That almost plays into a bigger picture thing. Like Kurt Hawkins found out he was on a losing streak, and then he said, "You know what, guys? Let's go with this." He he actually tells a story on uh, some someone's podcast where he was scheduled to win. And he realized he was on this streak and nobody else did. And he went to them and said, no, 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 no. And explained why. And they went with it. And what did that lead to? Now, it might have been a long, winding, twisting road that no one knew was going to get there. But him and Zack Ryder have a WrestleMania moment winning the Raw Tag Team Champions and getting his first victory. So, I mean, big picture... Sasha could have embraced this, went to them, and said, you know, this does bother me a little bit, but we can really use it. And maybe I win. <laughs> I got an idea. Give me the belt and I'll beat everybody. You know what I mean? Like, she, maybe she could pitch winning one of the titles, Tag, or, or Raw or SmackDown Women's Championship. And having a nice, you know, a nice run with it to put that stigma behind. And if she was easy to work with and easy to deal with, then that probably could have been something that would have happened. But from everything we've also heard from our aforementioned, you know, the show we aspire to be like, New Age Insiders, who do have an inside track, who work with Chaotic Wrestling, the birthplace of Sasha Banks, from day one, she's been known to have a horrible attitude and be hard to work with. And to be quite honest, it shows in the ring. And in my opinion, it has spread to Bailey, and I think that's another reason they wanted to split him up. Yeah, I can agree with that. Like, I kind of had that feeling as well that she was kind of the bad influence. Bailey's no one's ever had a complaint about Bailey ever. No, so no, it, but it like, seems weird that that it, it happens now. And Bailey's lately, like the last few, last couple weeks since all this stuff kind of occurred, you can see it on Bailey's face, and that sucks because as much as I'm not a fan of Bailey uh, and what she's done on the main roster, I still think there's a lot of potential there. You know what I mean? Because she's good in the ring. Yeah, and, 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 and I mean, she does have a fan base. You know, Sasha Banks is good in the ring. I don't sit here like a lot of people do and say that Sasha Banks is the best women's wrestler on the roster because I'm sorry, guys. She's not. No. I mean, she's good. I think she was I think she was better in NXT than she is on the main roster, to be quite honest with you. I don't know what happened, and I don't know, like, with both of these two. And we've said it on here before. They haven't changed anything about their in-ring style, their in-ring work, other than maybe going backwards, or their characters since they left NXT. And that is the reason they're in the spot they're in. Listen. I'm going to tell you why I don't really necessarily feel bad for these two chicks at all. Okay? Go for it. All right. So I'm going to tell you a story. Okay. Back in 2000... I love when we get story time with Mike. Back in 2012, 
right? There are these four. Uh-huh. There are these four girls that started wrestling, right? There was the blonde. Yep. One, there was the blonde one, the black one, the happy one, and the redhead, right? Yeah, and, I already know where this story is going. And but go ahead. Everyone was like, "I'll be damned if that blonde one and that black one aren't the shit." They are very, very good at their jobs. The happy one and the redhead are also very good. Man, the crowd sure does love the happy one. Right? So then, one day, the blonde one, the redhead, and the black girl go to a bigger place to wrestle. Right? With the happy one soon to follow. And when they get there, the blonde one is immediately a star. Immediately. The blonde one is everything that we ever thought she'd be, and she's better, right? And the black one is still very good. She's still very good. She's still clearly the second best. The happy one, the crowd still loves her. And the redhead. And she can wrestle pretty darn good. And maybe we think she's into steampunk and clockwork things, but we're not 100% sure. The blonde one gets handed all the titles because she deserves them. And the black one and the happy one get title wins too. Multiple times. And they fight with the blonde one. Uh, uh, And they go back and forth and they all three, and they all three have multiple titles. And the redhead, she goes to a different show, and she gets one title, and she's quickly forgotten amongst the sea of, uh, Japanese and, uh, Naomi's and some other things. But while those other three are doing their thing, uh, the blonde one, she goes on to become the biggest thing that's ever happened in women's wrestling. The black one and the happy one are still the black one and the happy one. <laughs> but meanwhile, the redhead, she's doing something different. And now people are starting to notice. And this redhead's coming out here and she's speaking her mind. And this redhead is developing something that we haven't seen in a while. And that's an interesting character. It's something new. She's offering something fresh, especially for a division that is just asking for anyone to step up and do something fresh. To take them over the top. Any of these four girls that started wrestling way back in 2012 together. Because they've always been those four girls that wrestled in 2012 together. So I don't feel bad because obviously we know who these fucking four girls are. That <laughs> Becky Lynch was the forgotten one the whole time since day F and one was the only one that never got to be NXT Women's Champion. Got that one SmackDown inaugural Women's Championship run for about three months. Lost it to Alexa Bliss and never saw that shit again. Yep. And then she just became the biggest thing in wrestling. And you two, the happy one and the black one, Sasha and Bailey. Had it all given to you, had all the opportunities, came up super over. You just didn't give a shit once you got here. You just didn't care. Yeah. You didn't yep. work for it. 
It's like I'm going to say to a certain group of employees I have tomorrow, everyone wants your job. <laughs> everyone in this building. I got 26 other employees that want your eight jobs right now. And if you aren't going to do your job and conduct yourself the way that I want you to do your job and conduct yourself, I will go find one of those 26 other people that will. Yep. And Becky went out there and found what we wanted and she did it. Yeah, see, I, and I think that Becky Lynch is the example because, I mean, she tells a story of almost being fired from NXT and, you know, the story of her career before NXT and her leaving wrestling then coming back. I mean, here she was, uh, and it goes to something I said earlier, Mike, about Sasha not winning but not keeping titles. Becky has stated now how her being put on the sideline for no reason other than, you know, I, the company's choice and kind of being forgotten and lost in the shuffle actually was something that she used and told the story of to develop this character and make this story that we currently have going on more real and mean more. And that that just shows you the shining example she is that if you work and you change yourself and you, you are willing to take chances, step out of that, step out of your comfort zone. And I hate to use the phrase it's always used, but to reach for Vince's brass ring, you will be rewarded. And the cream rises to the crop. Like we said last week, look, man, not every first round pick turns into a franchise player. Nope. And nope. That's, that's just how it is. They were first-round picks, but they weren't franchise players, and it is what it is. Yep. Man. Absolutely, absolutely. Mike, I want to leave leave everybody with this, because I am astonishingly, astonishingly shocked that I haven't heard one podcast or one talking head, seen one, one wrestling Twitter personality say anything about this, but shouldn't we be very, very shocked that not only is Becky Lynch allowed to call herself Becky Two Belts, referring to the championships as belts, but they actually have merch with that on it. Yeah, I, I, I kind of noticed that as well. I, I think it's kind of interesting that they're allowing the use of the, the, the word belts here. It says something about Becky Lynch, I think. But remember, same old WWE... Viking experience, nothing ever changes. You know. You know how it is. <laughs> Guys, I say it every week. It's been real. It's been fun. We whoa, next time. Whoa, whoa, my man. Whoa. Slow down. Do you think? <laughs> you might recall a couple weeks ago, uh, I proposed... Uh, a show called Show Cruise. A movie called you Show did. Cruise starring uh, The Big Show and Tom Cruise playing themselves. Right? It's gonna be a buddy That's cop. Correct. It's gonna be a buddy cop movie, right? Mm -hmm. I got the direct to, Am to Netflix sequel. Okay. You know, it's obviously it's a step down sequel. Half the budget. Uh, but Show Cruise 2. The Cruise Continues, uh, starring The Big Show, 
and Terry Crews. We changed directions completely. It's now a comedy on a cruise ship where they are undercover uh, detectives um, looking into drug smuggling, but they're pretending to be uh, like entertainment directors on the cruise ship. Yes. It's a mighty big entertainment director. Yes, Terry Crews. Well, they're both huge, right? That's the point, yeah. is that they're yeah. both these, like, huge, yeah. huge guys, but they're out there, like, dancing with, like, old women and shit. Like, right. that's the other catch. Right. It's like, it's an old people cruise, you know? <laughs> so, like, they're out there, like, like doing shuffleboard, and they're out there, like, doing the limbo with old people, but, like, you know, old people can't really, like, bend their backs back, so, like, no one can really do it. Uh, you know, playing some, sh I saw shuffleboard, um, doing, you know, some, like, I feel like maybe there would be some synchronized swimming, I seen. Oh, certainly. Um, some Terry, water exercises. Yeah, Terry Crews definitely has sex with, like, an 80-year-old white woman. Um. Oh, yeah. Like, a rich one, though, like, that's, like, the plot, and, like, he's in love with her, like, it's love, like, this ain't just, like, fucking for money, like, this is love, uh, you know, <laughs> things like that. Uh, so, you know, there's a raccoon in my yard. I've never seen a raccoon in my yard before. That's crazy. <laughs> um, so, you know, so obviously, so they're going to find out. It turns out that the cook is the one smuggling drugs. The cook is a 50-year-old white dude named Bernard. Um, he gets the yayo from his, uh, stepson. And they've got, like, a whole scheme going on. His stepson's this little, like, white gangster kid. Um, uh, so, uh, you know, we got a toy with that. That needs some tweaking, obviously. But I just like the idea of just, like, a 50-year-old white dude with, like, a Wilford Brimley mustache named Bernard being, like, the drug guy that we got to take down in this. And um, if you're wondering, yes, the big show does choke slam him off the boat. <sighs> Well, there you have it, folks. Sign me up. I'd watch it, if nothing else, for the Terry Crews sex scene. You guys are beautiful. We love you. Have a great day. It's gonna be, it's gonna be passionate. Uh, we're gonna play that song that they play at the end of Love and Basketball. Uh, when they get back together, it's gonna be like, you made a fool of me. Tell me why you said that you don't care, but we made love. Tell me why. It's by Desiree, I believe. That's a fucking outstanding movie and soundtrack. I recommend picking them both up. Uh, anyway, so they're going to be, like, caressing. But I want uh, the big show to, like, walk in at one point and just, like, his eyes get real big and then he closes the door and walks back out, right? Yeah, man, it's going to be it, it's gonna be a good movie. I should pitch this to them. 
We don't even need the Tom Cruise original. We could just go straight like show cruise and have them be detectives on a senior citizen cruise. Imagine them out there like in khaki shorts, like the stop like above the knee and like sand sandals and like 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 white polo shirts, like Hawaiian shirts, and wearing like wear like golf hats and shit out there like doing like a luau and shit or not a luau but like a luau is the cookout what is the dance a hula doing like a hula 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 hula